Okay, welcome back to Talk of the Now podcast, and we're back again this week with uh, Mr. Joe, and how are you doing, Joe? Yeah, I'm doing real well, Gene. How are you? Doing pretty good, pretty good. Uh, last time you were on, which was just last week in our time, I don't know about listeners' time, we, we talked about the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Um, that is true. And uh, we're not talking about the Beatles tonight. We will, Well, why don't we talk a little bit about the Beatles? Um, sure. But did you have in, did you have any... Um, additional thoughts or debriefings from our last conversation or since that time? Well, since that time, I've really looked on the IMAX uh, to see if there's tickets. So Uh, those are, it's kind of few and far between, but we'll see what happens. At least where we live, where we live, they're they're not, they're not close. I don't think they're at Mall of Georgia. That's the closest IMAX. So they're a hot ticket now. I don't know if it's a hot ticket, but um I don't know if they're close to us. Mm-hmm. Might be down at, uh, what do you call it? Atlantic Station. Okay, you got to go a little ways to go see one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I'll go see it or not. We'll see. I, I'm kind of satisfied with what I saw anyways, but I don't, I don't know if I'm. Well, uh, it, yeah. it's more of like the experience than the, what you see, I suppose. Uh, you know, just like. I don't know. Maybe mm. I might not see it. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame any uh, Beatles fan for seeing it. I wouldn't complain if I did go see it, I guess. It's just, I, I just imagine seeing a, you know, 60 foot John Lennon head. Yeah. Staring at me. <laughs> yeah. Big Ringo nose in your face. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Hopefully it's not in 3D. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Jumping right out at you. Um, so, uh, okay. So that's the biggest thing that you sort of uh, thought about, I guess, then. I'm going to go back and keep watching. Um, I started watching the first episode on um, with uh, what do you call it? The closed caption. And mm-hmm. it's, it was more, it was more interesting, but less entertaining to watch it because when you're watching it and you can kind of feel their emotions and see what they're doing, but you know, two people separate by common language, you know, you have to kind of be like, okay, what did he just say? You know, something <laughs> yeah, about a bit and a, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, they have their own little phrases that you got to catch on to. But, oh, you know what? I, I remember John, so John's funny parts. So where he says, um, what does he say? And now your host for this evening, the Rolling Stones. <laughs> so they get him to do like, you know, some announcement for some other thing. I mean, just continues that on, you know, uh, your host for this evening, Rolly Bones, <laughs> Rolly Bones. <laughs> Rolling Stones, Bony Rolls. <laughs> and then he just keeps on going with it. So it's a little, yeah, it's a little corny humor, but it's funny. Well, watching with a closed caption, you can tell, I mean, I'm sure modern English, you know, that they're speaking currently in England is probably even different than what they spoke in the late 60s just like in america you know we don't we don't speak like they did here in mm-hmm. the 1960s in america like especially popular culture back then you know back then they'd say yeah man you dig it that's groovy you know things like mm-hmm. that <laughs> that was kind of their popular thing yeah well that's just you know the era yeah 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 but like like you said though you have to kind of catch up on it and then you're kind of like it's almost like reading it's not as bad as reading Shakespeare, but it's almost kind of like, okay, I see when they say this, they're trying to make this phrase, you know, and because mm-hmm. Paul would say, and I can't think of a specific example, but he would say things like, 
you know, I don't know, just sort of, that was really, that was really good that they got into that. Right. You know, and you're just, <laughs> who says, you know, you're like, nobody says that nowadays, but back mm-hmm. then it was kind mm-hmm. of a, and there was a, somebody pointed out the one guy, the celebrity that came to visit them. I think it was the guy that played the original pink Panther. Yeah. P- Peter Sellers, Peter Sellers. Yeah. yeah. Somebody was pointing out that they thought that that Lennon and the guys especially Lennon were giving him like a cold shoulder and just kind of being rude toward him. I didn't really get that impression mm, by watching it. No, nah, they're just, they're just kind of chumming around with him. I mean, he's kind of hanging out. Yeah. So there were, there were definitely there wasn't some, much to it. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and there was the guy that was, I think he might've been, I don't know if he was a, um record executive we remember the one guy that came in there and he was almost obnoxiously loud he he was kind mm-hmm. of just saying things just yeah. hey you know this is gonna be this way if we could get it that that way is that yeah, way it, that is dennis odell ah so dennis that is a deep hole right there for me <laughs> dennis odell so he's like <laughs> the their i don't know like royalties kind of guy not like he, he uh, they're um, what do you call it when you print music, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Oh, when you you know songbooks or yeah, he was talking uh, about. I remember that. Yeah, he was talking about all the different. Hey, look at this. This is this is so many songs are so great. You know. Yeah. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He's, we, he was a little fake, but a little yeah, you could tell that he was just sort of trying to. Um, what's the word uh not brown nose but you know maybe that is yeah. the word. i don't know he was just sort of trying to fit, it, fit in yeah, yeah get, get them to like him i guess mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah. it, it, very interesting i mean <clears throat> and the guy the, uh how do you say his last name michael the uh director michael Lindsay hogg yeah with Lindsay yeah. hogg I, it took me first to realize that he was an american it took me a little while to realize it then I, was, I looked him up and i was like oh he, he was a new yorker because he had that like we said kind of a different accent and sort of mm-hmm. way of talking back mm-hmm. then but I, I thought that he was handling it pretty well for what you know having to you know sit there and try to talk to the biggest band in the world trying to you know give them some direction and throw ideas out there at him because yeah. he would just sometimes he was just saying some things like let me just throw it against the wall and see if it sticks mm-hmm. yeah well it just shows you how, how you gotta work with people no matter who you are uh, well yeah. anyway that's a good uh you know we could talk again next time i don't care we talk about it every time everybody this sure. is the beatles bible show i guess i don't know <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah the uh so Joe suggested in a text that we do 66 episodes to go through each and every one of the Bibles. And I don't know if we could do that. Um, I don't know. That's a little over a year if we do one a month. Yeah. That's a year and a half. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're going to go back in the Bible and we're going to, we'll make it plenty of parts to it, I guess, if we need to. Um, and uh, well, you know, I came up with this literally eight seconds ago. Um, we could for this first one, why not start at the beginning, you know, in the, at the beginning of the old Testament and um, Uh the um, and I'm terrible with words. um, If you haven't noticed Mm -hmm. the, what's the word that the um, 
Jewish uh, people use for the first, <clears throat> is it six books of the Bible? So the first five, you five. either, you can call it two things, like Pentateuch, like Pentagon, five, ah. right? So, <clears throat> or you have the Torah or the law, the book of the law. And, um, you know, Moses wrote all five of those. Ah. I, I don't believe he wrote the parts after it said he died, but um, probably Joshua picked that up for him. Mm -hmm. uh, the last part of Deuteronomy, but um, yeah, Moses is the author of. Uh, I have heard of the Torah. That was the, the word yeah. I couldn't think of. Um, yeah, the, and the, the Torah, if the Torah, be, yeah, if you want to, not Torah, Torah, inflex, Torah. Inflex is going none. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a different. That's a different Torah. Different yeah. Torah. Okay. Sometimes my. Um, my pop culture references uh, mix in with my theological understandings and yeah, it comes a nasty uh, <laughs> wire of mess. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if uh, maybe somebody else would get confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I go to seminary one day and they're like, no, Gene, it's not Torah, Torah, Torah. It's the Torah. It's yeah. It's um, the Torah. Yeah. <laughs> so first five, then we have Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Um, mm -hmm. which I believe it or not, am, uh, I've been reading the old Testament going back through to try to read through it. The, I want to read through the entire thing. And I know that's ambitious mm -hmm. and everybody makes attempts at it. <clears throat> um, mm -hmm. but can you, um, okay. Last time we did 5,000 foot view of the Bible. So let's, mm -hmm. let's come down a little bit and maybe do a 5,000 foot of the Torah. How about that? Okay. All right. And uh, tell us what, I don't know what it is, what we can expect from it as we read it and uh, what it's about. Yeah. So, I mean, really it starts with uh, the beginning of all things, right? In, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Um, you know, and, and Genesis is interesting in, in the sense that, you know, where did this information come from? Um, mm -hmm. Somebody might ask that question. Um, my take on it, and many theologians' takes on that, is that it was dictated uh, by God to Moses on Mount Sinai. You know, during that 40, 40 day period that he was up there. You know, and, you know, and the people in of the, uh, the Hebrews that had just come out of Egypt were wondering, what is he doing up there so long? Well, he's conversing with God and God is telling him this story of, of Genesis. Um, hmm. I, and, you know, uh, I'm sorry if I could stop you. Yeah. I've never, I actually don't know if I've ever actually heard that before. Um, yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's my take on it. And then, you know, other than that, it was uh, stories passed down from generation to generation. Um, Abraham, you know, Noah, Abraham, those would have been well-known stories. But just little details, you know, especially about creation, you know, seven day, six day creation and seventh day God rested. Um, so up until Mount Sinai, that wasn't not popular knowledge, they don't think, I guess. Well, you know, there would be stories t told, you know, um, down through generations. But, you know, Moses kind of brought that all together 
um, mm-hmm. and it, and it is God's word. Um, as far as I'm concerned, dictated to Moses. So, and a lot of the Old Testament, if you could maybe clarify this, um, why is it? Because I don't know this. I've just heard that there are other historical records of things that happened in Genesis, like the flood. Um, do you know why that is? And what, what's the deal with that? Yeah. So, I mean, the simple answer is because the flood happened. So if the flood happened, you know, there, and, and after uh, Noah, his sons and their wives uh, came to, as it were, uh, and started to have children of their own and, and mankind spread out over the world, you know, those stories got passed down. And that's, you know, especially after uh, the Tower of Babel, mm-hmm. um, where <clears throat> the languages were confused and people began to spread out over all the earth. Uh, and they, they spoke different languages. And so different uh, stories began to, to spread across the, across the world. And the simple answer is because it happened. Mm. You know, and then the other question would be, you know, was that a localized flood or a whole earthly flood? <clears throat> My take on that is, is the whole the whole world was flooded, um, mostly because uh, the stories are passed down across different um, cultures and uh, peoples all over the world, um, and uh, so. Um, yeah, Gil- Gilgamesh. I think that's the that's the popular one that that is that we still have today. So, so looking at the Old Testament, then um, I'm sorry, Genesis. Um, we mentioned. I think most anybody that's listening to this, sorry if you haven't, um, knows the Bible, the Sunday school Bible stories of. Uh, God creating the earth seven days, six days, excuse me, resting on the seventh, Adam and Eve, um, the fall, um, Eve tempted by Satan, um, or the serpent, I guess is referred to as well, and um, takes the fruit of, of the knowledge of good and evil and shares it with her husband, Adam. I'm sorry, Eve, back up. God created um, earth, heaven, earth. Um, all the animals created man and um, decided man was not good to be alone, created Adam, I'm sorry, Eve out of Adam. Um, Then we get to the fall. I think most people that are Westerners anyways, know that story. Um, And I think most people would probably know or have heard of Noah and the flood. Even if you're a Russell Crowe fan, you probably heard, know that story. Um, So um, I think those are the two big highlight stories. What other stories are are highlighted in Genesis, I guess. Well, really, the the big story after Noah is Abram or Abraham. Well, oh, yeah. also Tower Tower Babel is a pretty big story. Yeah, as I well. imagine that. <clears throat> uh, and then and then directly after that is uh, Abraham. And what's interesting about Abraham or Abram, as he's called, uh, is that he comes out of a pagan nation, right? God calls him out of uh, out of his family and he says go from your family um this is uh, genesis chapter 12 um <clears throat> and it says now the lord said to abram 
go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will, and I will make, uh, I'll make of you a great nation. And I bless, I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. All right. So he tells him, leave everything that you know, uh, leave your family, go into, <clears throat> go into uh, the land that I will show you, right? The, the promised land, essentially. And, um, and I will make your name great, right? And this is the beginning of God's people in a sense. Um, nation the, of Jewish Israel. Pe- the, the nation of Israel, Jewish people, mm. for sure. Because, <clears throat> right, they're all Father Abraham. But uh, Christians, right, we say Father Abraham because of Abraham's faith, right? And he, he believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness, mm. right? Um, in Genesis uh, 15 and uh, 17, where he believed against all hope that he would he would have a child by Sarah. And he's, he's an old man and Sarah's an old woman. How's that going to happen? <clears throat> and, you know, then they take, try to take things into their own hands. And, and uh, uh, Sarah says, go um, have a child with my uh, servant, Hagar. Um, and they have a son named Ishmael. Um, they said, well, okay, this is the son, right? No, this is not the son because you tried to do it on your own, Abraham. Um, and God had not, God had not fulfilled his promise yet until, uh, Abraham was 99 years old and then a hundred years old and Isaac is born. Wow. And, you know, Sarah doesn't believe uh, God, when um, when uh, it says uh, mysterious three men come to their uh, camp, as it were, yeah, could be Father, Son, Holy Spirit here mm. uh, in some form <clears throat> in uh, chapter uh, 16 uh, and 17. And, um, and Sarah laughs, right? She laughs when, when it, it, oh, at this time next year, you will have a son. <clears throat> and so Isaac hmm. means la- laughter. And, uh, and then, you know, out of Isaac comes, comes Jacob and then Jacob's sons as we move along and through Genesis. And, um, you know, the, that's the 12 tribes of Israel is the 12, 12 sons of, oh. of Jacob. Um, where was okay? I was was gonna ask, um, what about where is the um Sodom and Gomorrah in this um timeline? Yeah, that's all along because so Abram and um his nephew Lot, right? They they split off and Lot went to uh Sodom and Gomorrah Mm -hmm. basically to settle, uh, and you know fornication was going on homosexuality uh was a big problem all types, um, of, all types of sin from anything you um imagine. yeah just just bad things going on at that time right mm-hmm. and um i mean out of that we get our word sodomy from that sodom mm-hmm. um and god says you know i will destroy uh this i will destroy uh sodom and gomorrah uh, by a uh, sulfur and um and was it um oh i'm yeah. sorry who was it that um he was fighting for gomorrah right to not be destroyed 
Well, Abram says, you know, Lord, if you find if you find 10 righteous men there, Mm -hmm. uh, will you not destroy it? And then he gets down to five and then gets down to one. He can't find it. He can't find it. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so they do. And Lot, you know, Lot and his wife, um, they get out of there, except Lot's uh, Lot's wife looks back and Mm -hmm. uh, she has turned to a pillar of salt. Isn't that crazy? So, so, um, yeah, that is a crazy to think uh, about. Crazy, strange story. Yeah, strange story. And, like, and I just, the only reason I want to talk about a little bit is because what is the one thing that we hear? You know, you can look at even your, um, what some would call radical kind of preachers nowadays that say, we are the Sodom and Gomorrah of this world, you know, America or the Western culture. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting though if you get in and when you just look at i mean it's not a very detailed account when they go to sodom and gomorrah but it's pretty scary when they get there and like the guys you know they start you know threatening to rape everybody you know if, if you know or whatever and then, well yeah so the angel of the lord uh angels come mm-hmm. and you know they they say with lot <clears throat> and the um, men of the town say come out make them come out here so we can sleep with them essentially yeah you know and he has to lock the doors down and so at that point you know there, this town is going to be destroyed because there's no there's they reach a point of no return mm-hmm. so you know when preachers say our day is like sodom and gomorrah I think what they mean is uh, there's there's some point of no return, right? Mm. Where where they can't convince people um, to stop sinning, in some sense. Like there there's a uh, some separation of people. But I would say, hey, no one is outside the grace of God. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, right. a- a- Abram, he waited up until the last minute. If there is, you know. Five righteous men. If there's one righteous man, Lord, and they, Abraham's pleading with the Lord to not destroy them. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not saying go get them. <laughs> so, yeah. so that should give us pause before we say, mm. yeah, just just um, get rid of all these sinners, right? And then everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Well, no, I think um, that that story is in there really to warn us that God God's wrath will come down. Mm-hmm. at some point and then secondly that we should do what god says like no don't look back mm. <laughs> like like lot's wife did yeah. um, i'm oftentimes yeah. um i've gotten like i said i've gotten to i think i'm in um either numbers of I think I'm in ludicrous. Jeez, um, not, not the rapper, um, Leviticus or I yeah. told you, Numbers right now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm often pretty amazed at how um, sternly sin is dealt with in the Old Testament by God and by the law, um, compared to how we look at sin and. You know, like nowadays, for instance, and I'm not just trying to make this a hey, let's just have a talk about what sin is and how bad people are. But, um, you know, somebody uh, commits adultery against their wife, for example. All right. I guess you're going to divorce court and, you know, here's your papers, you know, go live your life now. But back then, I mean, it's like God might strike you down. <laughs> thing, well, I mean, God can, st- can still strike you down. Same, same in the New Testament, you know, yeah. um, 
right? Where uh, in Acts chapter five, um, you know, Ananias and Sapphira, they are caught um, lying to God, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that happens, they're, they're struck down. I mean, I meant to, not so, that God, I mean, God can still strike you back. What I meant to say was that the culture, um, you know, like they'll put you to death over that sort of thing. And, or God's t- telling people, Hey, these people yeah. will serve, they will serve time or be, you know, cast, you know, castrated or cast out or killed for doing certain X number of sins. Well, so somebody said to me, or I read this somewhere recently, like, if you really think about this, that the Hebrews were in slavery for 400 years. Mm-hmm. So they're coming out of slavery. They're coming into a world that they don't, they have no idea how to do anything. Right. I mean, they don't, they don't know what to eat. They don't know how to live. They don't know how to dress. They just know how to uh, like make animals. bricks without straw. Yeah. You know, like, they live like animals. That's what they, yeah. And, and so, it had to be that way in order for them to have a society that would move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes the most sense to me where, yeah, it, does it seem that God was strict with them? I mean, God is still strict with us. His law has not changed. Um, right. And, and there is grace, right. in in the book of Leviticus, right. Where, you know, this is an easy one to remember. Levit- Leviticus nineteen eighteen. So <clears throat> it says, "You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am mm-hmm. the Lord." So there's grace in in Leviticus. You know, where does love your neighbor as yourself come from? Well, it comes right there in Leviticus, which most people would say is the, as you say, the strictest um, law keeping book in the in the bible but you know it it there's there's grace all over the place it, it just depends on yeah. what you want to pay attention to um and how how you how you read it if you read if you read every word or you know read things in context mm-hmm. you know you, you could take things completely out of context like the next chapter um you know uh, I'm just picking off a random thing here, um, and it's just I'm just reading the scriptures here. <laughs> um, <laughs> if a man if a man takes his sister, a daughter of his father, or, or a daughter of his mother, and sees her nakedness, and she sees his nakedness, it is a disgrace, and they shall be cut off in the sight of the children uh, of their people. So, the main thing that God was trying to do with all these uh, laws within families and, and uh, sexual purity and, and things like this is to keep the family, right? Uh, a mother, a, a husband, a wife, a mother, a father, children. That's how society uh, is built, right? And if you, and still today, right? I mean, that's our, it, to me, that's our main problem. Like if you had, a, if everyone right down did the what God t- t- told them, told you to do have a husband and a wife that were faithful to each other who raised their children in the fear and admonition of the lord we'd have a great society but you know we have all Mm -hmm. kinds of issues with divorce and adultery and um and children not obeying their parents and yeah all kinds of issues so Yeah. yeah yeah that's um very true um well um we won't make it too long here. We'll, we'll go about another 10 minutes, I guess, here. Um, 
and we can like as we go through who knows maybe this will be five parts ten parts who knows anyway um however long you can go joe i can go for another five years just kidding um the okay the exodus moving on to the to exodus um it's literal they are exodus <laughs> exodus yeah, they are exiting Egypt. i mean that's that's a real thing exodus so what and also what's interesting to bring this into the new testament to bring where does exodus fit into the new testament uh, i know we're talking about the old testament but uh if you remember the um transfiguration right and moses and elijah meet with jesus on the mountain of with mm -hmm. peter and john uh and it says and moses and elijah spoke with jesus about his departure and so the word for departure there is exodus which is pretty interesting just oh. kind of ties ties it together yeah we're like what 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 is exodus what does it really mean well it means to come to leave your sin and come into christ essentially hmm. um so exodus is the um 40 days 40 nights right without um without finding the the promised land um moses leaves them there but doesn't actually get to uh, be part of the promised land does he yeah he strikes the rock right um so speaking to the rock uh, and, and you might say well what's the big deal right it's just a little thing and moses sinned well you can say what's the big deal about eating the forbidden fruit mm. like, i mean and the punishment is not it's it's severe for Moses in one sense, and it's not in another sense. Where I believe God just carried him to heaven after he died, and God buried him Himself. So there's grace there, but there's also there's also the, the wrath. Yeah, you know. So, um, but you know, Exodus starts off with Moses, and uh, right, his mother um, puts him into the water, right, and. Uh, you know the water is uh, is a symbol uh, throughout Exodus, and you know the parting of the Red Sea and all those type of stories. And, um, I still like watching, even though I know it's not um, fully accurate. The Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston, um, mm -hmm. just because the movie sort of gives you that sense of, you know, maybe how it could have been. You know, just as far as the tone and the way. I mean, I know that they probably didn't act like that or anything, but it just kind of gives you a mental picture, so to speak. So, well, apparently it's jello that they use. <laughs> I guess that's the uh, in the movie. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. But really, in the in the biblical, uh, I, I guess that's uh, Exodus fourteen or so, and uh, and uh, Exodus fifteen. <clears throat> so. Right, God, God's people come through the Red Sea, and um, and then as soon as they finish coming out, and the Egyptians are chasing after them, right, the waters close in and destroy right uh, the enemies of God, which is really uh, a symbol of, I mean, it really happened. Plus, it's a symbol of God destroying our enemies of uh, death, Satan, the world, yeah. and we are. You know, I, I think that's where you see Jesus on the cross and his uh, they spear him in the side and out comes blood and water. 
you know, that's that's what uh, is a symbol of that hmm. uh, within that story. Okay. Um, man, there's so much to it, but um, but if we go on to Leviticus, rounding it out, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, mm-hmm. um, what exactly? When people read those three, what are they reading? <clears throat> that makes sense. Really, so uh, it's it's the law of God. There's a lot of laws that are put down. Mm-hmm. You know, you have you have ceremonial law, uh, you have judicial law, and you have a moral law. Uh, and the moral law is the one that continues to stand. The the ceremonial and the judicial were for that time for that uh, society. As I said, how how society. <clears throat> uh was built coming out of 400 years of slavery they had to learn all learn a whole new way of life um and then as you know that's leviticus and and leviticus has a lot of priestly laws you know how do we how to relate to god well a priest has to go for us into the holy of holies um now our priest jesus has gone into the Holy of Holies. And so now we are welcome. Mm-hmm. Right. And then numbers numbers is basically just kind of gathering all God's people together. And in a sense, they do count. I mean, there is numbers, you know, there's, uh, I was glad they didn't have any math class. This is the joke, the seminary dorky joke, but there's no math classes in, in seminary except for numbers. <laughs> so, um, but they, they, you go, and you see their journey into the promised land. Um, Numbers twenty-two is is interesting with with um, the looking up, up at the serpent, right? Where um, Jesus, I think it's Numbers twenty-two. Maybe I'm wrong. Somewhere in there. Um, I forget exactly where it is, but Jesus refers to that this in Genesis three fifteen, right before Genesis three sixteen, right? You remember the serpent <laughs> that you looked at, and the Son of Man will be lifted up as the serpent was lifted up in, in the desert in uh, the book of Numbers. So, hmm. you know, you have stories like that, <clears throat> and then you get into Deuteronomy. <clears throat> Dudo just means two. This means the second giving of the law. Um, because the uh, the tablets were broken, and they had to re re give the tablets. So that's in the Ten Commandments once again in Deuteronomy chapter five. And so they're they're re given a second giving of the law, Deuteronomy. So um, okay, the, the, those that that book's a lot hard to pronounce for children. Yeah, for whatever reason, how do you say Deuteronomy? Rudebronomy, <laughs> some kids said in your group recently. I said, no, just remember that's the second give Dudo, Deuteronomy, second giving of the law. Is um Deuteronomy where the Ark of the Covenant shows up? Or is it prior? Yeah, there is yeah, the, well that that is in Numbers and Leviticus, Deuteronomy. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Just curious for those Indiana Jones fans out there when that would <laughs> yeah, trying to look Indiana up, Jones. Look it up. They, that doesn't really. Uh, that's not really a good biblical account. But, you know, <laughs> no. Other than other than the word "ark" and just the ark itself. Uh-huh. <laughs> other than that, I don't think any of it flows. From... <laughs> well, maybe maybe um, we will get a little bit into what the ark of the covenant and all that was about on the next mm-hmm. time. But um, 
Okay. Wait, wait, anything else you want to mention about the, uh, the first five books? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, there's one verse that, that um, I've got bookmarked in my Bible that, that is um, an easy one to remember and a good one to remember that, you know, the Lord doesn't tell us every single thing that we want to know. Mm. Uh, he doesn't give us an answer to, to everything. So, but he does say in Deuteronomy 29, 29, he said, the secret things belong to the Lord, our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of, the, of this law. So God has revealed himself. He hasn't revealed everything. I think if he revealed everything, we would be just overwhelmed, hmm. you know, and the Bible is overwhelming enough without giving us every answer to every single question about everything. But the Bible does tell us, well, God knows those things. They're secret things that the Lord knows. Yeah. Um, That's true. And uh, we, we just have to accept what God has revealed to us. Um, you know, on a, and that's comforting to me. On a, on a practical level, for instance, you know, in the hardships of life, and we all experience hardships, peaks and valleys, um, uh, it, you know, the, ver the verse that always gets bantied about is, um, um, but it was the one, for all things work for the glory of God. I forgot. Is that the for fear? all things work together for good. Yeah. Uh, Romans 8, 28. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That one's the one that uh, everybody will, will go for. Um, but when, when you say that, though, it just reminds me that um, when you get a lot of times to the harder things of life, like um, even if they're not hard, hard, like, you know, what, what we call first world problems, like, golly, I just can't find a girlfriend. I'm 35 years old and I, and I haven't been on a date in 10 years or, you know, I'm stuck in this $10 an hour job and I cannot find a way, you know, out of this hole. Um, and, and I think a lot of times mm -hmm. that's where people will say, you know, what's going on here, God, you know, and they're just trying to find an answer. Yeah. And so that verse kind of helps me along and it helped me throughout my life because I've experienced those things uh, kind of like you mentioned, but you know, the Lord doesn't, he doesn't promise to give us all the answers, but he does promise to give us himself and he does promise to be with us. <clears throat> and he's, he doesn't leave us alone, right? He's, he's with us. He will never leave us or forsake us, right? Mm -hmm. That's, um, um, that's, that's promised in, in the scriptures that, uh, you know, no matter what, no matter what you're going through, yeah, God, God is there with you. Um, and it's, it is for your good. And the good is not always, well, you're going to get a girlfriend or, right. you know, you're going to get out of the job, but the good is, well, I'm going to make you more like Jesus. Hmm. Um, and that's the goal of life, right? So everything else in a sense, doesn't matter if you don't have that. Yeah. It's so easy to get caught up in the, um, I just need to have a net worth of $1.5 million, have a paid for house, have paid for cars, have good kids to go to good colleges and, and graduate and give me good grandkids and be able to cash out my 401k and retire in Naples, Florida and play golf. You know, it, it's easy to get tempted to say that's what life should look like, isn't it? Well, I would say, what does it profit a man 
if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul so yeah that's the bible answer to that not that it's Um, a bad thing to try to get you know max out your 401k so that you can retire no no no. not at all like um not at all but if you do that at the expense or um at at the expense of your own soul Mm. where you you don't give god credit for anything um well idolize those things yeah Yeah. you you, you've gained the whole world but you've lost your own soul so that you've gained nothing yeah Um, all right joe uh, i think that's a good way to round it out thanks for uh, joining us again this week and uh, we'll do it again next time thanks sir all right